Juliet. Hello. How are you? So I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good on this Thursday evening um, at the Free Pizza um, headquarters. <laughs> I love this place already. Yeah, it's cool, man. A nice little kind of dungeon kind of look. It's really good. <laughs> so how are you today? Great. Good. What did you do today? Good. Um, I did a lot of laundry. Three loads of laundry. Ooh. It feels like a lot. Um, All day adventure right there. Uh-huh. Answered some emails. Ooh, about some, some commissions? Actually, yeah. Um, Ooh, we'll get into it. I can't wait. Yes. 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 Thursdays are chill days for me now. So. Yeah. Email day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, where you're born, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, I was born in Wilmington, North Carolina. So, that's down on the coast, mm-hmm. a couple hours north of Myrtle Beach. Um and both of my parents are actually artists, and uh, my dad teaches at UNC Wilmington. Um, my mom does freelance mural painting mm-hmm. and uh, just a little bit of um, costume design. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went to UNC Greensboro, actually graduated in May mm-hmm. uh, with a degree in studio art. Perfect. And I mostly concentrated in painting or actually more like drawing and photography Mm -hmm. um but where i am now is basically um trying to get more into illustration and follow that direction which i've only really been interested in for about two years now two years yeah wow um but i started out doing photography Mm -hmm. um at uncg yeah i i went in not really knowing which uh, concentration I'd wind up with. Right. And doing the Bachelor of Arts means you don't actually have an official concentration. Okay. So the ones I'm talking about are just... Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, how I answer the question, like, so what mediums do you work with? So, um, but yeah, I have mainly gotten into film photography, um... That's kind of my favorite outlet yeah. Uh, as far as photography goes. But um, yeah, when I was 16, I started shooting portraits and oh. had this little business. <laughs> First 16? photography. Dude, yeah, yeah, no, my work wasn't very good. Oh, um, <laughs> no, it really wasn't. But um, that was a good experience for me to just kind of get better at working with clients and, mm-hmm. you know get over the fear of working with people that I hadn't met before. Yeah. Um, some of my shoots were people that I didn't know personally. Right. Um, you did not? Did, did not, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so from there, um, through high school, I just kind of tested different mediums and, you know, tried painting, didn't really feel like I was all that good at it. Mm-hmm. Um tried a little bit of printmaking, um, and I would say I really didn't find my comfort, uh, niche until probably my junior year of college. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So since I was about 16, 17, I've kind of just been trying out everything. Yeah, Yeah. Dabbling. Um, and most people will encourage you to find your favorite category of whatever you do, Mm -hmm. you know, to hone in as soon as possible. But I think this is really more of the time to just see what you like, Mm -hmm. see what you're good at, see if what you're good at is something that you like. Right. Um, And I think that's even more applicable with, or especially applicable with art, because, like, I think a lot of times when you're, I don't know, a teenager starting to get interested in drawing, you think that you're supposed to create the most astounding like photorealistic drawings. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've done those two. I mean, I wouldn't call them astounding, but I tried to do the <laughs> photorealistic thing. Um, and I, I think that's, that's helpful to stretch yourself um, in that way. But 
I would say I'm much more fulfilled now creating the kind of quirky, sometimes messy work that isn't necessarily like stunning in the way that it like perfectly imitates nature. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding confidence in that has just lifted a burden off my shoulders. Right. Um, So, and that just comes after years of years, say, years experimenting years of right exactly. that's cool i so. had no clue that you had tried i'm not only met you once but like have messed with so many different mediums growing up and that's cool that you kind of mess around anything i'm sure your parents have been super supportive of that too obviously they're probably like yeah just do everything yeah exactly um and growing up i mean i think you'll get to this later yeah probably. definitely going, yeah I want to, uh, that's why i want to hear you growing up yes yeah. um i i mean pretty much I always had a sketchbook that I was working on completing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did notice a shift. I think when I was like 10 or 11, I started to reach for my sketchbook less and started gravitating more toward um, using my little digital point and shoot camera. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I I do I do wish there had been more um work that I'd made in between coming to college and between photos and illustrating. Yes, okay. that too, but um basically as soon as I entered middle school, I kind of just stopped having the same interest in just creating work all the time. So like I encourage people to never get to the point where you stop returning to your sketchbook. Um, Unless you're interested in a different medium. Of course. Of course it's like tossing aside, but you're saying like you should always keep, always draw. Yes. Yes. Always illustrate, always do whatever. Don't let it be a gap in between you're doing. Yeah. Just keep cranking out work. Yeah. yeah, So, no, growing up was a really encouraging period, my childhood, um, because my parents were always in their studios. You know, my dad would be out in the backyard in his, um, like, rocking a copper plate um, and preparing to print on a stone, with stone right. lithographs. Um, and then my mom would have a a canvas rolled out and stretched onto the she's wall okay. and she'd be yeah yeah churning out pieces one after another um and she works really quickly does she um yeah because her yeah. main medium is paint right. so and of course when you're working on a mural like oh, yes. time is critical have to, you have to be quick right yeah. so um she's really taught me how to just put your medium down on the surface mm-hmm. and keep going yeah and then on on the other side, my dad has taught me to be really patient with your craft mm-hmm. and not be afraid to put in like six straight hours. Oh yeah, um, on one section. Yeah, just not trying to perfect it, but just trying to squeeze out as much as as much potential that you can out of that one piece. Yeah, yeah, put everything um, you know you can into it. Exactly. Um, so I've seen both of those working modes uh, influence my own style of working. For sure. Um, so most of my art teachers for a while have said, you know, you work really meticulously and it's like mm, methodically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for a while, I think that kind of kept me working um, really carefully which can be good, but it did hinder my progress in a way because I think when you sit down and you you try to come up with like 20 different ideas that are rough sketches, mm-hmm. that time sometimes is more valuable than three hours spent on one, on one particular piece, piece mm-hmm. that you're not even sure I was going to... Right really turn out um 
So I would say the past year especially has been the most transformative for me yeah. in my workflow. Um, like for example, I did have a project where I told myself I was going to come up with 100 different ink sketches. Okay. Um, a certain amount of time or what? I had about two weeks. Oh, I think. wow. Okay. Um, which, I mean, really, you could do all of those in one day. Oh, I guess, um, yeah. It can be kind of small, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. were they were pretty small. Um, but I think like 8 by 10. But, um, yeah, basically just coming up with 100 different, different, like, uh, ideas. Um, I guess the easiest way to, to word it is... Um, my thoughts kind of put on paper in the form of different shapes. Um, and I was inspired by one of my art professors, mm-hmm. um, in my last semester, she said, if you're not drawing, you're not thinking. Okay. Oh, wow. And yeah. of course I like furiously scribbled that down in my notebook along with like every other thing she said in that yeah. class. Um, Um, but basically just making sure that if you have a thought, you're actually recording it for yourself. Um, like, so I would, I would draw a rectangular shape and like kind of cut out a little divot out of it. And then I would think, you know, what would this look like if I were to make this shape more or less geometric and more like a blob mm-hmm. um and in the past i might have just kind of let that idea sit yeah but you know taking her advice instead i like ripped out another sheet and drew that rectangle in the shape that it was in my head right. and then from there those shapes just kept changing like and yeah by the end of it i had a hundred completely different drawings oh wow um which is something I should have done a long time ago, but yeah, you, you know, you, yeah, you start yeah. to start somewhere. So that's cool. Yeah. It's basically just been taking, you know, advice from my parents and professors and things I've read from other artists and yeah. just trying to apply it to my own work. So I think you can never stop asking for advice. Oh, most definitely not. You'd be naive to think, think that. Right. Yeah. So. That's cool. So let's talk about your kind of going in to college from high school. I mean, obviously you were still doing photography, mm-hmm. um, and you obviously you had dabbled in many different kinds of you know mediums and stuff like that. Um, so or medias. Um, so yeah. So tell us how your journey through college or college was, like with yeah. the classes and your curriculum and all that and projects and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I started out in the a studio art program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a really, really great experience. Um, cause the way the UNCG art program is set up, you are immediately enrolled in some core studio classes. Mm-hmm. So each of these would be three hours long. Um, just getting the basics in working with clay, working with wood sometimes, uh, learning how to draw, learning how to draw still lives and portraits, mm-hmm. um, and the basics of graphic design as well. So I would say my first two years of school are kind of characterized by me just completing my assignments and putting in the time to learn the basic skills. Right. Um, I wasn't, I don't really feel like I was too concerned yet with developing a style or having a theme to my work and like while it's it's great if you do already have some sort of theme or direction um having your mind open to really any medium any style any um any mode um can really kind of 
leave you open to yeah just learning just learning for the sake of growing your brain right um and that's been really important to me so yeah when i entered school i think just being there in a learning bubble <laughs> which is what i think of school as yeah, it's just it's really, it's really what it is a big space <laughs> yeah. for people to gather like for the purpose of growing your brain and like stuffing information into little pockets of your brain mm -hmm. um so i mean for example in high school i had never been interested in like poetry readings or debates or lecture series on you know, whatever topic it might be, like, for whatever reason, that just wasn't something on my radar. But once I got to school, uh, oh, that was yes, like, like, yeah, my world was turned upside saying, down. Now you just love all the things. Yes. Um, That's good. Yeah, so it just kind of triggered a love for learning, and I think that has impacted my art in a way, because it's left me, like I said, just feeling like anything was possible um and if i wanted to get into graphic design i could yeah if i wanted to paint portraits i could um it's just like putting in the time and taking care of the learning first right. so i never minded you know going to my 3d class and model a clay i don't remember what our project was yeah we had to pick up a piece of cloth and like throw it down on this little I've heard of that before. Yeah. I've heard of yeah. the um students have to do that and you draw it the way it is. You have to model it in clay the way that you see the piece of cloth. So for Oh dude, that's nuts. Yeah, no, for a couple weeks we had to make sure first of all that this piece of cloth did not get disturbed and fall out of place because you'd been sculpting it for yeah for two weeks. weeks at least so if something falls on your cloth then you're yeah you're done you have to start over probably so uh... i don't know it didn't happen to me but um yeah but i mean basically i i didn't mind learning something that felt kind of outside my sphere right and i think that's really important for incoming students to kind of just really take hold of that holistic art education experience yeah. and love it for what it is. Cause it can be challenging when you want to, I don't know, you would rather be uh, painting still lives and instead you're in the cold <laughs> basement, <laughs> like hammering wood pieces so, together yeah, for hours and hours, for and, hours, hours. and hours. Yeah. But it's all learning. Yeah. Um, you appreciate all of it shaping your brain like. yeah i mean i i can see how enjoying different styles of art would influence any artist's specific work um yeah because i mean i guess you seeing different perspectives of you know life mm -hmm. and you know just really influence like your drawings which i love so much i can't wait to talk about your drawings Thank you. um but yeah i want to get kind of out of out of college first so you made a transition between photography and illustration. Yeah. And um, describe like more of specifically what were you doing um, kind of at the end of it? Like what projects you were doing and how that was with that transition? Yeah. Um, so I mentioned uh, freshman and sophomore year were mostly about just learning and making work. But um, at that point, I still didn't really know what I was supposed to do with my hands and yeah. like with all of this art knowledge now in my brain. Um, I, yeah, I, I had the writer's block basically. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've, I've been through that and I know what it's like to not really know where you fit in that way. But, you know, I tried not to let that actually discourage me. Um, Instead, I think it's, like, representative of a really beautiful stage of life. Um, your early 20s, just 
Yes, those trying are trying a million different things until yeah. something fits. Yeah, those are the years. Well, it never you can do it however old you are, but right? Yeah, the twenties are very important for that for sure. Yes. So, um, I would say the moment that everything changed was when I was studying abroad my junior year. Um, I spent the first semester in Berlin mm-hmm. and lived with my sister, who's there. Um, she's also doing art. Um, but the second semester I spent in Tuscany, um, and this was January and like for some reason while scrolling through Instagram, like the, it was the first time I had ever seen, or I'd connected the dots and seen what an illustrator was, Mm -hmm. um, via the account of Leah Gorin. So she's a Brooklyn based textile designer and illustrator and yeah in that moment i i realized that you could make a career out of painting and turning your paintings into patterns for oh yeah for apparel and ceramics and um i mean you can make anything I mean, I I was going to say literally anything, but I don't want to... Literally, literally, literally. (laughs) Misuse that word. But um, so, so much can be done with a simple file. Yeah. A digital file of one of your um, ink drawings, for example. So, yeah, that was 2016. Um, Yeah, and I don't really know why I hadn't connected those dots before but i think i saw it written in her instagram bio that she was an illustrator and look through some of her work and it kind of felt familiar and similar to some of what i like to do so yeah um that's when i kind of figured out like i don't just want to paint shapes and have them work as standalone pieces like i would love to paint shapes and see them applied to different surfaces right basically so curtains um pillow fabric dresses um a lot of illustrators make stickers and enamel pins and you know there's another line where you can have your illustrations in um magazines and newspapers kind of in place of a photograph for an article, so there are really just a lot of different avenues to to use with that. But yeah, um, so while I was in Italy, um, mm-hmm. I had an independent study in art, and I just told my professor there, like, yeah, I'm going to make illustrations based off of Italian art history, <laughs> uh, or sorry. Um, Italian Renaissance artworks. Yeah. And he said, that's way too broad. <laughs> you need to bring that back You in. need to find something more specific. Um, the Renaissance was several hundred years. So, um, yeah, I just, I opened an, a textbook we had in one of our classrooms and just started reading about the Renaissance. And what immediately interested me was this period at the very beginning that was basically these early Renaissance artists kind of figuring out that they loved representing perspective. Mm -hmm. And instead of showing the Madonna on a throne with a gold leaf background, they would start painting platforms. And they would start adding these little patio scenes and you know eventually you'd start to see mountains painted in these scenes and it kept growing and growing from there um to the point where you got these almost hyper realistic scenes that we know from um Michelangelo and Botticelli Mm -hmm. um so in essence um the work I started making from that point on is based on 
my obsession with the quirky forerunners yeah. of the Renaissance. So um, the castle shapes you see, those are all based on them. Oh, um, interesting. And painting with salmon pink colors, those are based on the ones they use in their in egg tempera panel. Italy. In Italy, yes. yeah. Okay. So it was the 1300s in Siena uh, specifically. So that's a little bit about most of the art that I do. Yeah. Um, and my what eventually became my thesis project, um, which was, it's not, it wasn't like a grad school thesis, but um, the Honors College at UNCG has a disciplinary honors program yeah. where you can kind of come up with a thesis project and make work about that or for that for about a year. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So what did you, I mean, did you, how was that process? How was doing the thesis? That was great. Was um, it? so it was a lot of book research. Yeah. Um, and obviously since I loved the topic, you know, I couldn't get enough of that. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, like I said, this past or the very last year of school was a lot of um, kind of forcing myself to sit down and put work on paper, especially when you have a deadline like that. Yeah. Um, and after you get out of school, I found it's harder to find the drive to crank out the work yes, every single there's no day one you, there's, there's no one guiding you there's yeah exactly yeah, no one telling you what to do right so you have to find that from within yes um <laughs> and once you start working other jobs and life just gets busy in general mm -hmm. um yeah it can be a challenge and that's been my biggest challenge so far yeah but i think when you love something enough Eventually, like each day that you get out of bed and you haven't done anything about it or like contributed or added more pages in your sketchbook or recorded more demos. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But um, each day that you haven't done something about it kind of eats at you. Yeah, and I mean, every, you're wasting, it's kind of like you're wasting your talents and your time. Exactly. Yeah. So I try to treat every day or at least every other day, like critical working time. Yeah. Um, and obviously like giving myself grace and, you know, breathing room. Yeah, and of I course. think rest is extremely important. Um, you know, I'm really big now on like being gentle with yourself and allowing time to kind of just sit and think. Yeah. Um, like lately I've had to start, turning the music off for a little bit and like, you know, driving somewhere without having the radio playing, um, just in, in efforts to just quiet my mind a little bit and like allow myself more mental space. Yeah. And it helps you think about your work too. So. That's perfect. I think yeah. that's well said. I think that's, you know, I think everyone has their thing that kind of, keeps them going and that's mm -hmm. interesting you, know, you turn the music off and just kind of just kind of going just letting kind of yep. let life happen a little bit but also yeah. staying on top of your craft right and uh, your craft is what i'm talking about next because i love i i love your your work I, i've been wanting Thank to you. ask you this since the beginning but i had to you know ease into it oh <laughs> um so yeah so yes tell us about because i'm seeing so many different things i'm seeing a lot of nature stuff um using your drawings illustrations yeah. Um, a lot of line work, a lot of patterns. So, like, so what's what's going on? What's what's influencing these works now? Yeah. Um. So I mostly work in gouache and ink. Mm -hmm. Um. So I describe gouache as a as a paint that's thicker than acrylic, and it's thinner than, or sorry, what did I say? <laughs> it's thicker than watercolor <laughs> and thinner than uh, acrylic. Right. So it's perfect for illustrators. Um, only started using it about a year ago. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, per a professor's recommendation. Okay. So, like I said, still very new to illustration. Um, but, yeah, so ink, basically I just have this little bottle of Higgins India ink, mm -hmm. and I pour it out into a tin, dip my paintbrush in that, and it just goes on really smooth, and yeah. 
opaque and anything any medium that lets me make really bold stark shapes I love um, which kind of is in contrast to watercolor paintings for example yeah. um, most of the time so um, yeah but I would say the work I make the most is patterning um, mm -hmm. I do see a lot of patterns on my website. I would say it's like it's a mix between quirky patterns and quirky, funky little shapes. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm realizing most of the time you can't really tell what they are. Yeah. <laughs> People don't necessarily know what's going on. What's it's going on? Like, yeah, um, it just looks cool. It's like I love that, but what is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's also been really fun, <clears throat> but um. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Yep. So where are the like the <laughs> but where the so where the shapes come from? Do you like see like saw something in your head or you know, like how is that coming to you? Yeah, um so a lot of the work I make now is still based on that early Renaissance mm -hmm. work I told you about, but um I guess if you were to hand me a brush and paper right now, my process is really just to not think about it too much and just start, I don't know, moving the brush. Um, of course, as I say that, I know it sounds way too vague and that doesn't <laughs> really make that much sense, but... Um, I guess, yeah, it just comes from my head mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, a lot of times, once you start working on something, you kind of figure out the colors that you're going to fill it in with as you go. Right. Um, so, usually I have my paint markers on my desk with me, and, like, I might test two colors together on a separate sheet of paper, but that's kind of rare. Um, and like I said, this is, this way of working itself is really rare for me because for a long time I did, you know, think things through maybe too much and try to plan out my art. Um, but again, like what gets the work done at the end of the day is just trying things. Yeah. And you, you really can't go into it hoping it's going to turn into a piece that you're going to send to a gallery. Um, like at the end of the day, it's just paper Yeah. and yeah, you can start true. over. Um, I actually read the other day, uh, even your worst sketchbook day is better than the day that you didn't make anything. That's very true. Right. You get some ideas out of your head, you know, yeah. just then the day of you, you know, just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Just yeah. crank them out. Mm -hmm. that's beautiful that's, that's what definitely well said thanks that's cool that's not my good. quote but yeah well it's good that you I, I think I think that's good for people who are listening to hear is like you know because everyone has bad days you know yes as far as art making so I guess I need to part thing out of that as well when I'm you know taking photos you know like you know what I took photos today it's whatever you mm -hmm. know wasn't the best thing in the world wasn't the worst so, right yeah so yeah <laughs> but cool so how do your photographs? Because obviously you, you're doing, you're both, you're doing 35 millimeter stuff mostly? Yeah, mostly 35 millimeter. Cool. Um, hey, tell us about that. That's, yeah, that's more what I kind of show or post, but um, like I do um, a little bit of like wedding work, just mm -hmm. shooting, second shooting for my friends that do wedding photography. Yeah. Um, I've done one on my own. Um, so I'm always working digitally as well, just kind of more in the background. Right. So the work I'd say I'm most passionate about is the film. Um, yes. I really like medium format, so like 120 millimeter. Um, I've, I think, I don't know, something about working in a square is really interesting to me. Okay. Um, and that makes sense because the work on here is... They're squares. Yeah. Well, I think when I enlarge it, it probably goes out. But yeah. Like, okay. But, um, 
yeah, film photography. Um, that's also been an interesting journey because when I first like picked up my dad's camera, shot a roll of film, it was mostly just pictures of like, I don't know, flowers and, you know, I would take a test shot looking down at my feet, mm-hmm. just kind of scrap images. Yeah. Um, but again, that's even your scrap photos are still yeah, progress. Exactly. So like I look down on my former self as an artist often, but you have to see it all as progress. Yeah, exactly. I think it's especially easy to look back at your high school self, like in any area and to kind of just pick at little things you should have changed, um, yeah. or just general general naivety i think it's naivete whatever but um (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so i i think i mean it's really just been putting in practice so the more photos i took the more i realized i liked landscapes and urban Mm -hmm. scenes so for the past couple months i've been doing a north carolina series okay um and having some kind of fun little theme to follow for several months or several years, I think, kind of puts the life into your work and gets you charged about it. Um, like, I'm no longer counting counting up the cost of how much, um, like, a couple rolls of film are, um, like, you really can't be... That that's another thing. I don't think you can really be um, thinking about the cost too much when you're buying art supplies. No, that you. No, that's. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're you're in it. Yeah. So you need to just go ahead and pay it. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's budgeting wisely, and yeah. there is like sacrificing twenty four or 30, 36 good shots because you didn't want to spend the extra six dollars right or whatever it is exactly um so that's been really helpful for me to just go ahead and hit the add to cart button (laughs) Um, you wouldn't justify it go ahead and (laughs) check out yeah but um yeah so that's been fun to have a series that gets me out the door yeah and down the road and gets me out of my car and standing in front of something taking the photo like it's been fun to watch myself become the kind of person that's like, pull over. <laughs> I want to get this. Um, instead of kind of hanging back and being like, oh, you know, I'll come back for that one. Yeah, or, or I'll kind of keep a mental picture of it. In your right. Head. Like withdrawing too. You know, if you're not drawing, you're not thinking. Right. Like if you're not shooting, you're not thinking. Right. Like what is the idea if you don't? go ahead and give it a shot, go ahead and give it a chance to exist, you know? Um, And, uh, like, with a lot of other fields, you can't necessarily, like, put the idea out there as quickly as you can with art. So, obviously, I'm mostly talking about art here. Um, But, I mean, still, what is the idea if, if some kind of writing or sketching isn't done for it so yeah yeah perfect that's awesome and do you see yourself maybe combining the two together like maybe taking photos and like oh i want to see if i can kind of manipulate this with a drawing do you ever see yourself doing that or you keep it pretty separate you know that's funny i haven't actually thought about that um i I think I'm going to keep it separate yeah, okay. for now, just because they're so different. Yeah, um, for sure. But it's been fun watching, like, photography take on different forms. Um, like, you can use a photo for an album cover. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a couple weeks ago I did hand lettering for a music video like a lyric video. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and that was something I'd never done before and is another sort of uh, branch of illustration. Yeah. Lettering. Um, so yeah, just kind of being open and saying yes a lot 
yes. like that has helped. For sure. I've heard that. I forget, We interviewed someone that said the same thing. It was like, you know, just take a chance and say if someone, an opportunity is given to you, just say, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. What was a what music video for was it? Um, Are you allowed to say? Yeah, no, I can say it's Neon Feather Music. Okay. Um, well, it's going to be released in November. Okay. And you did a whole it's... lyric video. Wow. Yeah, no, it's my friend Ben Thompson. That's um, cool. So his brother reached out to me who was shooting the video. So, I mean, that's another thing. Like, having friends that support your craft that's is huge. Wonderful. That's where it starts. I mean, like that's really where it starts for you. Yeah. 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 So a lot of really fun gigs have been just because, um, like I went to high school with someone that needs a project done, or friends of a friend. So. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And before I get into your inspirations, because I know you probably have a, you know, decent handful. Um, you mentioned your inspiration. Your um photography um inspirations being kind of nature and urban stuff um for the most part yeah more yeah. more urban i would say yeah more urban details. um back to your illustrations yeah. um what projects are you working on with that because you mentioned the north carolina thing with your photography are you working on anything currently with your illustrations? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm doing a series of patterns and okay. I'm trying to do a hundred days of patterns. Okay. And I'm, you might have heard of the 100 day project. Um, it's, it. it's shown up in different, yeah. different fields, but um, like my roommate, she's a violinist and she's familiar with it. Um, a lot of violinists will apparently we'll practice for 100 days straight yeah um so in this case oh wow it's yeah um so in this case it's doing like one sketchbook page of a pattern every day for 100 days um and for me since this was my first um challenge like this because you know they have like the 30 day project as well of course um I kind of, yeah, I kind of took the consecutive limit off of it and just said, you know, I'm just going to make a hundred patterns regardless of if it's on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like I can skip a day in other words, um, if I need to like not trying to force it too much, but still being on it. Yeah. 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 So, and that's that same balance I told you about earlier. Yeah. So, perfect. Yeah. Cool. So, it, where can we see these projects? Or is it kind of personal? Are you posting them anywhere? Yeah. So I post most of my work on Instagram or yeah. my website. Cool. But that, I mean, my sketchbook work. A lot of times, I do just kind of keep for kind myself. Of to yourself, yeah. Um, I understand that. Yeah. But the goal with those patterns is to, um kind of get them sent off to be made into actual fabrics. Yeah. Um, and that's been really fun and also a challenge, like finding the people that will produce your products. Oh, yeah, that's true. So um, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And people have been really helpful Good. and willing to answer questions. And sometimes it's just about saying, like, hey, I know you work in textiles do you know anybody that might like to collaborate and work on getting these printed? Mm-hmm. And if they themselves are not the people to talk to, then they usually have a contact that could help. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's probably that sounds really nice. So hopefully we'll hope to see it one day, but yeah. if not, you know, I'm glad you're doing that for yourself. That's kind of get your energy going and, right. you know, get to fuel yourself, fuel yourself. Exactly. Um, cool. So let's get into your inspirations. And you can combine the maybe have some photography ones and also some illustrator media ones too. So what are your maybe top three or five um, inspirations? Maybe people, things, places? Yeah. Um, let's see. As far as photography, um, just to name drop a little bit. Um, yeah, do it. <laughs> Lee Friedlander. 
was a 20th century photographer um, that worked mostly in film. And he would just lean out the side of his car window (laughs) and snap a shot at an intersection. Or at least that's what it looked like. That sounds awesome. Right. Or he would include, like, the door frame of his car in the shot. Mm -hmm. Um, So what he ended up with was just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just hundreds of funny angles of street scenes with stoplights and um, stop signs, street lights, all forming this composition of lines. Um, and watching photographers do that so confidently, or mostly photographers that have passed, um, just arrange pre-existing scenes into their own little like shapes has just inspired me a lot um some photographers would do that with shadows and they would make the shadow the focal point of the image um yeah so for for photography it's mostly been just like flipping through books of photographs yeah some of mm -hmm. um but what inspires me, I would say, in like in nature, or I guess when I say in nature, I, I mean like the already existing outside world. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's a confusing term, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I like urban details, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, um, like converging sidewalk lines and gum spots and um (laughs) natural earth yeah Yeah. um shapes that buildings make um Mm -hmm. kind of like i don't know i've gotten really interested in parking lots with um kind of dated dated and faded signs um Sometimes they'll have a like liquidation sale sign in the window that's oh, turning yeah. yellow it's or turning forever. blue. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so, which is funny because I think my illustrations are a lot more bright and quirky and mm, I agree. colorful. Um, yeah, but with photos, I think the black and white film like has a way of taming everything that's in the scene and just making it about the shapes. Right. And that's what I love. Um, so obviously the colors are not, are no longer really important yeah, I mean, as in, the matter in that way. You can't see them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can't even see them. Um, so yeah, but with illustration, um, the people I follow on Instagram inspire me a lot. Yeah. Give, um, us, a, give us a rundown. Yeah. Leah Gorin, I already mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Rothman, okay. um, Steffi Lynn, um, and all of these are females, or women illustrators, um, which I'm learning, I think, makes up the bulk of the illustration community, um, it would seem, not quite sure, but, um, <laughs> so that's been really empowering to see all these women across the country and across the world just putting things on paper and putting them out there every single day like it seems all of them have some new product they're releasing like once a week or sometimes a couple times a week yeah um those can be as small as enamel pins like i said um or whole apparel collections so I would say my inspiration in that way would be people that are kind of a couple steps ahead of me, um, just like already living the dream and cranking out the work. So I think that's really important to have a couple people that even if they don't know you, have no idea who you are, that you follow on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, um, for sure that have kind of already been working in the field that you want to be invested in. Um, 
And, like, a lot of times these people are open to answering questions. Mm -hmm. So I'll shoot people a direct message and say, like, I really love this silk scarf. Um, Do you have any advice for people interested in printing on silk? Um, Or, like, do you have any printer recommendations? Um, Just anything like that. So. Yeah. That's cool. I think we mentioned when we had, we met up uh, kind of briefly the other week and talking about how you should reach out to artists that you look up to and, you know, just, you know, kind of make yourself known, ask questions, do that. It's really yeah. important because, you know, that would, that helps you with your own work, you know, they right. can, either they can provide some help or some insight or, you know, making connection. And obviously that's going to further your advancement you know, in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. I'm glad you do that. I think a lot of people are scared to do that. You know, this is like, they're just people too, you know, they're, they'll probably answer your questions. Yeah. And I think it is important to like, of course, always be polite and, um, they are people too. So, yeah, you know, exactly. not just kind of like mindlessly, <laughs> uh, crafting a question, but yeah, just, yeah, make it imp- like important make it relevant personal and polite yeah 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 um you know obviously the same goes for email like oh yeah for sure having the same email yeah. etiquette and all that yeah yeah because i'm sorry but, i mean every artist was where a beginner was at some point in time yeah you yeah. know they're probably the same questions you had mm-hmm. you know years and years ago that you're asking now so like oh yeah here's you know here's some here's some insight you know right yeah that's awesome that's cool yeah um, reaching out to your heroes yeah. for sure so any others that kind of stand out? Gosh, um, illustration inspirations. I mean, yeah, it is really just whatever comes to my head. Yeah, but, that's good. Um, I mean, we're walking outside of the inspiration, you know. A lot of times, I just like it's shapes that don't exist anywhere else. Oh yeah. Or I mean, like. Yeah, I know, know, yeah, I'm good. Just yeah, some artist, <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> artist might have made the same exact shape. It's it's very likely. Yeah. But I don't. I try not to think about that. Yeah. I should. think trying to be original sometimes can can also be a roadblock. Yes. <laughs> um yes. I mean, who even knows who has created the same exact exactly style mm-hmm. of work? Because um, there's 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 thousands and thousands and maybe millions throughout the history of art. Right. You know, you're it's probably been done. Yeah. You probably, you probably never know it. I mean, you've probably never seen their work, but like, you know, I think focusing on being like, oh yeah, this is like super original. This is one of a kind. It's like, mm, probably not. Yes. You no, know, just focus on just making the work, you know? Yeah. For um, sure. And if it means something to you and if it's work that you feel like you need to get out there and like get out of your system yeah. almost, then just, I think, go ahead and put it down put it down on paper. Um, and I mean, along that line, one thing my parents have said is like, throw out your first five ideas. Um, and I know of course, idea three may be really brilliant, but I think it's more of a, just more of a saying to keep in mind. Um, cause usually your first five are things that you've kind of unknowingly picked up from like I don't know a a museum visit or going through Instagram like sometimes you can you can hold on to mental images of work someone else has made and then your brain tricks you into thinking that you came up with that idea um so I think that's why it's smart to like just keep shuffling through ideas and put them down but try to be really relentless about yeah you know like taking each thing further um usually when i have an idea i like to come up with five or six different versions of it Mm -hmm. um if i think it could really go somewhere um so yeah that's good that's good yeah yeah she had a good segue into my next question, which is um, kind of the advice for amateurs. Actually, no, one more thing. Um, where do you want to end up 
with all this? Do you want to like have your own studio? Do you want to freelance forever? Or what? Yeah. Um, well, I am still very open to whatever my direction is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but, well, obviously <laughs> have to be, but mm-hmm. I would really like to have a line of um, prints and apparel and textiles or like fabric line, um, yeah. even possibly ceramics that just have funky shapes on them. Yeah, um, yeah, That'd be, that sounds awesome. And I really enjoyed also being involved in the, um, not as much illustration, but like fine art sphere um like still showing work in galleries is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um let's see like um i don't know just kind of having multiple channels where you can send your work like it doesn't have to be all commercial um might not end up doing work for print it might be mostly on fabric, um, yeah, yeah, I really don't know, but yeah, I mean, you're you're open to whatever comes. Yeah, I'd like to have like. a shop though, for yeah. sure. Oh gosh, I think that would be great. <laughs> so for much you. fun, yes, it's so cool. But yeah, yeah, awesome. I can't wait. I hope this is going to happen. Honestly, I hope it's. Thank happen. you. Yeah, you make it work. You know, your work is really nice, and I can't wait to give people your contact information so they can check it out for themselves. I think they'll really enjoy it. Um, but before we get to your contact stuff, what's your and you giving advice throughout the whole entire interview, which has been great quotes from your professors and quotes that you've kind of read along the way so but what of maybe something briefly that you can say to some amateurs who are having an interest in the creative industry period gosh um first of all <laughs> i am still very much an amateur so <laughs> this will be advice to my peers yes um graduated a couple months ago mm-hmm. but um yeah i would say um just really being persistent and relentless about getting into some kind of habit of, like, number one, putting your work out there. Mm-hmm. Like, number two, reaching out to people and asking questions. And number three, um, yeah, just marketing yourself. Um, yes, that's very important. So I would say as far as putting your work out there, um, like, I don't know, doing a lot of Google searches. Yeah. Um, like, keeping a list of art blogs and submitting my work to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm on an email list called, I think it's Cafe, C-A-F-E, um, where they just send you a list of galleries that have... Um, exhibitions that are taking submissions Ooh, that's yeah nice. um so a lot of people i think when they're first first leaving school might not realize how many opportunities there are to exhibit work yeah. um and that's a lot of fun i don't even really do it to sell the work i just really really enjoy like kind of throwing myself yeah, out it's, there it's and awareness it's an awareness thing yeah. like packing up work and shipping it off is just also really fun. Yeah. Um, and let's see, like marketing yourself, I would say, you know, having business cards and making yourself a website, like all of these things that honestly feel like pretty uncomfortable at first. Um, about a year ago when I first started making my website, it just, I just felt so much like I didn't really deserve to be, you know, like spending the money, putting in the time, and then creating a domain name. Yeah. Like with my name, it just felt very like self-glorifying and <laughs> yeah, just very uncomfortable. And it's it's hard to put things out there with your name attached and to really That's very true. brand yourself. Um because you feel like people will see through you and see that you're just a student. Um, yeah. But you really just have to quiet all of those voices for the sake of, like, jumping on your dream. Like, jumping on your 
just jumping on the train, you know? Yeah, for sure, it really is. Um, it's a, yeah. It really is a train. Yes. Yeah, life of our own. Exactly. A lot of creative people on this train trying to... Trying to make it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, not being afraid to to kind of start posting the work that you actually like making. Um, that was another big turning point for me. Even though it's just a social media app, um, when I started posting the work that I really liked making on Instagram, um, that really, I think, created a shift in which, like, I could kind of have art attached to me. So, like, instead of posting just any photos I felt like posting, I started kind of... Or, I mean, okay, I should say, I had been posting photos that I thought would get likes. <laughs> this was this was in high school. Yeah. Um, like, photos with friends, photos of the beach, mm-hmm. photos of sunsets, like, all of that kind of thing. Still love all of those. Yeah, for sure. And I post those on Facebook. But, um, yeah, just doing the thing you're afraid of and... Like, if you make weird music, putting the weird music out there um, and just posting what you're working on, I think that's a big one. Yeah, for sure. I, guess, I mean, that's, that's almost a given. You know, but people, there's people out there who probably just don't do it. You know, there's probably mm-hmm. so much good work that goes unheard, unseen. Yeah. You know, because people are just, for a variety of different reasons, you know, and just. Right. Oh, I think that's very, that's probably the most important part is sharing it. Yeah, like having, if it's not Instagram, that's totally okay, Mm -hmm. but like having a SoundCloud if you do music, or having a website, or some kind of, like, some kind of space. Presence on the website, on on the, on the internet. On the internet, yes. Um, yeah, since that's pretty much where it's happening now, um, because then you can just kind of, it's just a lot easier, um. It's easier to be an artist now, definitely, than it was oh gosh, several decades imagine. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and not being afraid, I guess, of the kind of boring or what can feel like boring sides of the business. Um, like, I realized a couple months ago I needed to clean up my LinkedIn account and, mm-hmm. like, yeah. actually use it yeah. and engage with people follow people like you know fill in all the little categories they ask you to fill in um what else yeah emailing people yeah um Connecting. sending Networking. like thoughtful polite emails um to people that you'd like to work with um finding out who in your city does what you do mm-hmm. or could get you connected with people that do what you do um yeah, and I mean, just, I guess, above all, being genuine and like, kind throughout yeah. the whole process, being willing to answer questions, um, and I consider myself very, very new to this, so, like, I'm on the end of people that are reaching out to the ones that are in the big leagues, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, um, and it's... It, is really effective a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I mean, you can ask about collaborating with people. Yeah, for Usually sure. they're open to it. Um, yeah, you should never be afraid to network. Yeah, so. I think another thing you also said earlier, and this is probably a part of this interview that's kind of stuck with me, is kind of creating like a like a routine. Like every day you need to be creating something. You something, know, whether it's yeah. before you go to bed, before you go to work in the morning, you know, during a lunch break, you know, with you drawing something, you know, photographers taking photos of something, you yeah. know, like, and I think it that's good. Mm-hmm. And I think it can come down to, well, it does come down to practical little changes you can make. Mm-hmm. Like, I do want to avoid just throwing out a bunch of really vague advice. Yeah. Um, like... As far as getting into a routine, I mean, keeping my sketchbook and my little bag of paint markers on my kitchen table means that every single time I walk into the apartment, I see it. Mm-hmm. And even if I have a ton of stuff to do, 
taking five minutes to sit down, like eat something, and be painting, um, makes a huge difference. And like at the end of the five or ten minutes, I usually feel a lot lighter, happier. Um, yeah. You know, it's just nice to um, sprinkle little, <laughs> little creative projects in between all of your serious work, work yeah. projects. So that's good. I think yeah. everything, everything you said is very, 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 very true. Especially networking is probably the biggest part. But yeah, dude, thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of good you. information, you know. That's super cool. And like, kind of to like your upbringing, your family and stuff, your parents are super awesome. I definitely hope to possibly hear from them. You know, you yeah. talk to your dad and he's been in the game for, he said, 25 years. He's been teaching since 85. Yeah, so he's been in the game for so, hopefully... One day yeah. I'll get your father on here. That'd be super right. cool because he can probably give some great insight of what it was like without this technology. So, yeah, dude, thank you. Yeah, this is so cool. So I'm glad so we can fun. get a date to do this. And yeah, so tell us where we can find you on the internet, Instagram yeah, um, or what domain, Facebooks or whatever. Right. What, yeah. So, um, my Instagram is at, or I guess you don't have to say the at anymore, but it's <laughs> Juliet, J U L I E T. Mm-hmm. First, F U R S T. And then my website is just julietfirst.com. Um, I post a little bit on Tumblr, but that's just an oh, inspiration wow. blog. But um, Tumblr, rest in peace, kind of. I know, I know. High school. <laughs> Yahoo ruined Tumblr. I resurrected it a couple a couple months ago. Yeah, it's so inspirational. There's been a lot of cool things on Tumblr. So. Yeah. yeah. So that's just my name, .tumblr.com. Cool. Yeah. Well, that is it for the interview. That was good. Thanks. Thanks for coming. I feel like I said a lot of extra <laughs> rambly stuff. But oh, yeah. But that's what it's about. That's oops. you. That's all your stuff. I know. But yeah. That's me. I ramble. Well, cool. Well, until next time, free pizza listeners. Yeah, <laughs> Free pizza. <laughs> <laughs>